This is the 1970. I am one of your hosts, Mark Damon, and the other host, Ed. Ed, how are we doing today, sir? Mark, I'm good. I can't believe they're still letting us do this. Yeah, I know. It's Who's in charge of this thing, anyway? I don't know who's steering the ship. I can't believe we're still doing this. But yeah, welcome to the 1970. We're still doing the podcast. You may, If you're listening to this, you found us on our new um, iTunes and Spotify link. So congratulations for being a savvy internet user and finding us. I mean, we gave you a month's notice, so hopefully you guys are able to figure it out. But We did give them fair warning. So yes, yeah. this is our, our show. It's on its own stream. You can subscribe just to this. Um, but we're also really excited about PSG Talking, our flagship show. You're going to probably hear Mark and I on that show as well. And then we have our new show, 24th and Park, with John Alangi and Eduardo Razo. So that one is another podcast you'll definitely want to subscribe to. Yeah, and I, I would just like to say, as the uh, discoverers of those two talents, um, well, I don't know, you kind of discovered them. I, I sort of brought them into the podcasting uh, world. I'm very happy that they were able to get their own uh, their own spinoff show. They'll talk about all the kind of things that we don't get to cover on the shows because we're talking about all the news and all the tactics and all that stuff. They're going to get a chance to kind of just create their own thing, and I, I'm really happy for them. It's 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 going to be a fun show, and uh, it's I've always said it's good to build up our roster, our talent roster. We have one of the better talent rosters of any blog site. I, I would put us up with anybody. Uh, again, a diverse array of talents who are good at different things, and you're going to have three fairly distinct shows to listen to, so if you love... Paris Saint-Germain as much as we do, this is definitely the place to be because we are increasing the content and we believe increasing the quality of the content as well. Absolutely. And I'm a little bit jealous of their show because they're talking about all the fun things that I wish I could talk about, like fashion and pop culture and social media. So I may try to weasel my way in on their show. (laughs) Yeah, but we have a job to do. We got to do all the serious, uh, boring news stuff. Yeah, the boring old Neymar news. Um, but Mark, before we jump into our topics, I just wanted to welcome our new uh, overlords, if I can call them that, uh, Big Heads po- Podcast Network. These guys reached out to us. They brought us into their family. We're excited to join. They have a huge network of podcasts, everything from pop culture to TV, movies, and even soccer, football or whatever you want to call it. So we have now joined their family. We are part of the Big Heads Podcast Network. Uh, we don't have our bumpers yet. We're, we're not able to plug any other shows on the network quite yet. We're so we're The ink is still drying on the contract. So you will he- be hearing much more about our partnership with them. We're really excited. So thank you to Big Heads Podcast Network for bringing us on board. Yes, Big, uh, Big Heads Broadcasting uh, Podcast Network. Not to be confused with the uh, Rocco's Modern Life uh, characters, the Big Heads. Uh, I don't know how many that that go over a bunch of people's heads, but for the few people that got it, I'm I'll I'll leave that in. I definitely um, got that. Good. Okay. Um, I'm glad. Um, so let's get into our first topic. We've done enough plugs and stuff. Uh, after what seems like a, yes. about an 18 18 month courtship, uh, PSG have finally been able to acquire the services of Senegalese midfielder Idrissa Ghana Gay. Uh, he came over from Everton. The fee reported was about $32 million with add-ons potentially. Um, I would say for a for what PSG needed, it's a good enough price. Um, and this is a player that Tomas Tuchel has wanted for about a year now, and he finally has him. Ed, your reaction to finally signing Idrissa Gueye and where he fits into this PSG roster going forward. Definitely. So before we talk about that, has anyone seen Guillaume? When the news broke, I think he ran out of his house and he hasn't been seen since, since uh, PSG finally signed a defensive midfielder of the quality of Idrissa Gay. Um, this guy's going to be fantastic. Uh, the price is, is perfect for PSG. They didn't have to spend, you know, Pepe money like Arsenal just did. They didn't have to do installments. Uh, the price was right. Uh, the player, I read the stat that he is the only player in the Premier League to record 100 plus tackles in each of the last four seasons. This guy is a workhorse. He's going to lock down that midfield. He has no interest really in going forward. He does the dirty work and he's happy to do it. Um, 
So I think this is just going to be an incredible player. Not to mention that he had been wanting to join PSG. I think he's from Paris or lived there or something. I don't know. He has some affinity for for PSG, and he wanted to join in January, but we weren't able to pull off the deal then. So I'm thrilled to have him at the team. Um, I think that he's going to start. Um, you know, Tuchel is always going to be experimenting and moving players around, but I can definitely see him locking down. Uh, that defensive midfield position uh, with Marco Verratti in front of him, uh, maybe even Ander Herrera. Um, depending on the matchup, Tuchel might want to go more offensive and maybe put Sarabia in there. Um, Paredes is a great backup to Idrissi Gueye. So I wrote about this, how PSG going into the summer had a lot of questions in midfield. They really didn't have enough starters, and now they have – just a gluttony of starters where if they want to go offensive, they can, they've got the defensive midfielders. They've got a lot of these players for a great price. So I would say that they, everything we wanted them to do in the midfield, a plus for me. What do you think? Yeah. And I think we'll talk about maybe some of the uh, potential drawbacks to this, but I think PSG, there were different ways they could approach getting their midfield improved. And, First of all, they started basically in January with Marco Verratti, and that was about it. And now you have Marco Verratti, Leandro Paredes, Ander Herrera, Pablo Sarabia, Idris Aguirre, Julian Draxler can play in that role. You, you, you went from having pretty much no midfield to having four to five solid midfielders that you can play. Now... They could have gone out and tried to get a major marquee kind of midfielder, a N'Golo Kante or a Paul Pogba. Or you could have tried to go that route. And I'm happy that they didn't, because I think what they needed to do was gather a good amount of depth to their midfield and variety as well. Idrissa Gay is different from Leandro Paredes, who's a different player from Marco Verratti, who's a different player from Pablo Sarabia, who's a different player from Idrissa Gouye. They all sort of do different things and they serve different functions and they allow for PSG to rotate different players and game plan. And I think that's what was missing last year is that PSG really did not have the ability to game plan based on who they were playing when it came to sort of which kind of mix of midfielders and attackers they could go with. So what you ended up with was a starting 11 that was pretty good. But once one of those guys or two of those guys go out, the whole thing sort of falls apart. And Idrissa Gay is going to bring his 4.3 tackles a match into Ligue 1. I think he's going to help them in really big <coughs> – he's going to help them in some really big uh, Champions League and um, – League on matches. I think he's going to help them against teams like Lille, against Lyon, against those teams that can run at PSG. And PSG have had trouble in recent years against these league on teams that can run at them because they just don't have the midfielders who are capable of keeping that pace physically. Now they do. And I'm looking forward to what he can do. Slight drawbacks. He is 30. So you're getting him at the tail end of his prime. But you also got Thiago Mata at the tail end of his prime, and you got about three to four good years out of him as well. And is he a good enough passer in a major Champions League match to be in there and be able to handle a press and pass out of a press? That's my big question, because we know that Paredes is a great long ball passer, I'm worried about, like you said, if he gets pressed in a Champions League game, can he get the ball? Can he receive it and get rid of it quickly and efficiently to spring the attack? Or is he going to get caught in possession and then our defense is going to be scrambling? That's my major worry with him. Yeah, Guillaume is just not a great passer. He's That's not his strength. And I think what PSG are going to have to do is understand when there are games that he is a good matchup and there are going to be matches where he's not going to be as useful. And that's okay, because you, if you're able to sort of, as a good coach, figure out when you can use a guy and when it's better to maybe bring him off the bench, that's where you get, I think, you maximize your ability to 
maximize your ability to use your roster to the best of your, you know, to the best, to the best ability. And right now, PSG have a depth in midfield that they just haven't had in quite a long time at this point. Yeah, it feels good to have all that depth. Uh, speaking of depth, there's another signing, Abdou Diallo from uh, Borussia Dortmund. He came in for what was reported about 30 million, 32 million euro. So another similar in price uh, player, but very different than um, Gia. Uh, he comes in as a center back, can also play left back. Um, he comes from Tuchel's old stomping grounds. Uh, what do you make of this player? I think he was definitely needed. Anytime we can bolster the defense, I think it's great. He's young. Um, he's 23, so we're getting him where we're getting uh, Gay at the tail end. We're getting Diallo at the, the beginning of his prime. So what do you think of the price? What do you think of the player? What is, it, what is he going to add? Is he going to play major minutes for PSG? The price was fine. Uh, in this market, that price is fine. For a young player who has talent that I think people were looking at as a potential person to bolster their lineup, I think that we've seen Diallo play a bunch here in the last week or so. I'm watching the preseason games. So you can already see his strengths and his weaknesses. The guy is a gifted player with the ball at his feet. Like, he is able already at age 22 to kind of understand where the ball should go when he has it in possession, if he's pushing forward, he knows to push forward. He can play a long ball. He can play really nice passes out of his own end. He can, he can, he's going to be at some point in his career, a really great center back when it comes to getting the ball and getting it to the next uh, level, getting it to the midfielders. You already see that his issue right now, as I see it, is he's not great reacting defensively at the at the moment. Like, you can see in a couple of games, he's losing guys. He's not marking guys properly. He's a little bit of a step behind. And again, in big games, if you're going to put him out there, like they did with Tilo Carrer last year, where you put these young players, and I do see a similarity between the two to its degree, where very talented, but they're young, and it takes a while for center backs to develop. Like the reason Matthias Delict was so coveted for all those for all those many weeks and months was that here's a 19 year old that's already showing the maturity of a center back in his late 20s, early 30s. That's the that was his appeal, and. Diallo's not that kind of player. He's going to make his mistakes. He's going to commit his penalties. He's going to he's going to be somewhat in that boat that Tilo Carrer is, maybe a little ahead of Tilo. But if PSG can be patient and hopefully not have to use these guys in a whole bunch of big matches, they're going to be very solid players for the next couple of years and hopefully can come in when the older guard leaves or goes out somewhere else, and they turn into the starters. That's really the goal here, is to develop them. So to kind of make a long story short here, I like Diallo's potential. I think it's worth the price. But don't be surprised if he if he's frustrating for a little while. Yeah, he's uh, Tilo Carrer 2.0. I'm just looking at the squad. I mean, we've got depth when it comes to our defense. I mean, Tiago Silver, Presno Kimbe. Care you mentioned Marquinhos, um, you have Diallo obviously. For him to even get any playing time, I mean he's going to have to be exceptional. Otherwise, I can see him playing a lot of you know domestic cup matches. But he's going to have to earn his his play time on the uh, training pitch. I just he's got a lot of players that are very experienced, had have been here for a while. I mean Thiago Silva, you know he's kind of on the tail end here, but yeah he's got a lot of work to do. But I'm excited. I also wonder about that price. You say it's a good price, but he didn't come cheap. You know, it wasn't, you didn't come here on a free and it wasn't, you know, 10, 15. So Tuchel must see something in him and we know his affinity for younger players. And if he sees something in training, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't give the kid a, a surprise start, maybe in a Champions League group stage match. He's, gift, he's a gifted player. Like You can see it right now that he can pass the hell out of the ball. 
And yeah. just to just talk about Tilo for a second, Tilo has a, a lot of great qualities too. He's not as good of a passer, but that guy can run with people. That guy can that guy can do some physical like th- that guy can do some good things, especially when he's in a back three. Now, what we've had in the, the preseason is a we've had them playing as back twos, or they've they've had them being the two center back pairs, and then they make shift the center back like Kurzawa back. But it seems like Tuchel's going to use a back three, so I wouldn't be surprised if you see a lot of Diallo on that left, being that left center back in a back three. But um, let's, you know, we're about at that point where PSG have seemingly made most of the planned moves that they're going to make. Maybe something will come up here and there where it's too good of an offer to pass, and you never know what happens with the uh, with the Brazilian head case if he decides he wants to hold out or whatever. But I don't know. It's it's ridiculous to even talk about at this point. But where do you see their transfer window right now? I put a poll up uh, on my Twitter at Mark Damon one asking what you would grade PSG's uh, transfer market so far. And let's see what I have on that poll right now. Uh, with about 261 votes, wow. Um, <laughs> we have 20% giving it an A, 56% with a B, yeah. 16% C, and then 7% D. So, Ed, where do you fall on that? What? Track? Well, first of all, I want to know who gave it a D. I mean, what, what are your expectations? I think I, in your poll I voted a B, and I would also put that it's incomplete. I think the goalkeeping position has has to be sorted it's a mess right now between areola and trap i don't think either one of them need to be our starters i don't think either one are capable of being a starter and winning a champions league i think they've both proven that they've been given opportunities and i just they're not bad players they're just not quite at the level that we need um overall i would give it a b i love the ander herrera signing um, I love that he's touring around Paris. He seems like he really wants to be here. Adrisa, we talked about amazing signing, just what we needed. I think the best signing for us so far was Pablo Sarabia. I think that he is under the radar, and you look at his stats in La Liga last season, I think he's going to be a phenomenal player. He's looked great in preseason. I think he's just going to be fantastic. So overall, currently, I would give us a B. However, I think the goalkeeping position, I think there's a major move to be made there. And then, as you mentioned, the Brazilian head case, I don't think he's going anywhere. But if he does go, that's going to be a lot of new players coming in, potentially, a lot of money coming in. And how do we deal with that? There's also been rumors uh, Edison Cavani may be going to enter, but he's turned that down. He turned it down, but I, is he? are we shopping him around? I think if any of our big-name players go out, we're going to reuse that money in somehow, in some fashion. So the window is going to be open for a little while longer. I think we still got at least one more move in us. And depending on who goes out, there could be more players coming in. So that's kind of my overall view. What do you think? Yeah, uh, I would give it a B. And I think the question for the 56% that I'd like to ask is whether you give it a B plus or a B minus. And I think you'll see a split with that. Cause I think a lot of people will say they haven't done enough to sure up certain positions and some will say, yeah, they've done pretty much all they can, you know, all the major things they need to do. I would say I, I give it a solid B. It's a good, it's a very good window. They've replenished the cabinet, which was starting to look a little bare there at the end of the year. They've gotten rid of some players that weren't going to get a lot of playing time that uh, had sort of run their course with the club. Unkunku is a perfect example of that. Musa Diaby, they got a good fee for. Again, they weren't going to play him a lot. And again, it's hard for a player to develop on the bench. You got, those guys have to go out and play. And unless you really see something in the guy, you're not going to hold on alone. It was good to give those those academy, And that's part of the appeal. That's what the appeal should be of PSG's academy. You're not going to, you know, all of you aren't going to play for Paris Saint-Germain. But a good amount of you are going to get moves to clubs where you can develop and become big-time players. Right. Like, that's part of the appeal of the academy. So I don't find, like, losing a lot of these young guys to be a bad thing. I think if you can you can show people and young players that there's a way for you to go through the academy and then go places or even come and stay at PSG. But I kind of digress. I agree. And I said this after the Inter-Friendly. 
Alphonse Ariola is a good goalkeeper who has flashes of being great. The problem is he's not consistently great. And you need a level of consistency from your goalkeeper. And a player like Kaylor Navas, who isn't, I would say, all-world, but he's consistently great. Like, he has a consistent level of play. That it doesn't go up and it doesn't go down. He doesn't make stupid mistakes. Like, I don't consider Hugo Lloris, like, an elite, great goalkeeper. Because, again, the guy makes too many mistakes. He'll have a stretch where he can, you know, he can be fantastic, but he does, but he makes too many mistakes. And I put Ariola in a similar place, but just not his consistent level is not at where Loris is. But if you're, if you, it's, and I don't know, did you you watch the inner game and to see <laughs> him play so well for 93 minutes. And then pretty much let a weak outside the box shot get by him. Yeah. Like that can't happen. Yeah. Like that's 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 the kind of stuff that a goalkeeper who's not either paying attention or just can't consistently hold the level that he needs to hold, and then go to that penalty shootout, he's not getting anywhere close. Like he's terrible at penalty shootouts. He's terrible. Like, he just, because what he'll do is he'll stand there and then he'll dive early. Like, he'll dive way early or he'll just unconvincingly fall one way. So, you have a guy who isn't great at stopping penalties, which, again, is a key kind of thing. You want to, you know, you're not going to stop a majority of them. You're going to stop, like, 20 to 25% of them. But the point is to get close. Like, yeah. even in, even on the Rashford goal that uh, that lost PSG the Champions League this year, Buffon actually got close to that. He didn't get it, but he was – he guessed right and he got close, which, again, is pretty much all you can ask in a game of, you know, in a game of absolute centimeters. Yeah. So I would say if the opportunity arises, get another goalkeeper – I don't think you can go spend a hundred million on one. I don't think it's that urgent, but if, you know, if the Donnarumma price comes down a little bit, if Kaylor Navas is allowed to leave, you jump on an opportunity like that. Yeah. If you're Milan, I don't know why you don't do a swap Donnarumma for Areola, but what do I know? Um, I thought you made just to wrap up this topic. I thought you made a great point that, who has really been interested in Ariola? It was just Newcastle. And you're talking about a lower mid-table Premier League team. Like, no one big is coming in for him or Trap. Like, he went out on loan to Frankfurt. Like, no one of consequence is really interested in either one of these keepers. And, and, and both of them want to be starters at PSG, one of the best clubs in the entire world. Doesn't quite make sense. But we'll see what happens. So keep your eye on that. Let's keep it moving. Uh, let's breeze through this topic real quick. The Jordan Away Kit. So this is year two of the Jordan partnership. Um, it came out. There's photos of Neymar wearing it, Mbappe, Verratti. It's a whole collection. Uh, they're calling it the infrared shade. I don't know if that's Chicago Bulls red or it looks a little. It is. It is Bulls inspired. It is Bulls inspired. Initially, I loved this kit. I loved everything about it. Then I looked at it a little bit more, and it's just the template off of the. Um, Inter Milan kit, right? Like that light greenish color, like mint color. Uh, kit. Yeah, well, they always there's always a bit of uh, redundancy to when they, you know, there's only so many designs you can do. But last year with the Jordan kit, I didn't see any other club that had that like dotted stripe down the middle. The the black and white Jordan kits were unique. There was nothing. There was no. That was not a template that was used anywhere else, to my knowledge. And so yeah. this one, it looks like like Real Madrid has this template. Inner has this template. Well, it's the basic. It's the basic template for a football jersey. It's not. It's not much more than that. The key is it, it's the, the red is supposed to pop off when you look at it. And again, I'm, I, as I've said before, I'm not a kit snob. I know you are. I'm. I'm just not. The only thing I'll say is that it's a little weird to watch them on television. 
they don't exactly it is it, it's kind of like it, it gives it a little bit of a neon kind of vibe to it when you're looking at it on tv and that's not always the best to like stare at for 90 minutes but it, it the more the most important honestly and i, I know i'm going to piss some people off by saying this it's not about how it looks it's about how much money it makes and it's going to make a bunch of money and psg are going to be able to do some stuff with that money so i'm not going to complain too bad Here's what I don't like about it. I think it's going to make it easier for linesmen to tell if someone's offside. That's how bright these kids are. <laughs> we have <laughs> yeah. VAR now. It's not that. It's, we have VAR. It's gonna, you're screwed either way. Yeah, so uh, so there's the kit. It's the away kit, so you can get it with the League on patch, the Champions patch. Um, and I think we're still due for one more third kit, which is rumored to be kind of a throwback kit. So that's the one. I haven't purchased any of the new ones. Yet, I did get the uh, Jordan black hoodie. I'm waiting for fall to roll around to wear that. But uh, I'm, I'm holding out for that white kit. I'm looking to get a, a PSG talk on the back. I don't know if this Jordan kit is the one for me, though. I don't know if I can quite pull this off. Um, but we'll see. I like it. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, right now, we've seen with that Jordan kit, PSG unveiled it in China, which is where PSG have been for pretty much the last week and a half. Yeah. They'll finish the tour um, on Saturday, which should be tomorrow when you're listening to this, by playing Ren in the Trophée des Champions. But another year, another China tour, um, PSG visiting all of the provinces. They yeah. beat, they played Inter Milan and lost on penalties. Uh, they played Sydney FC and beat them, I believe, 3-0. Yes. Um, so... What have we made of this tour so far? I mean, all of the players seem to be back now. All the Brazilians are back. All the South Americans are back. Chopo Moting is back from Africa in his uh, Cup of African Nations uh, sojourn. So the gang's all here. Um, is this tour been a success? I mean, it seems like from what they've put out, it's been a success, but not exactly full stadiums. Is this... Is it worth it to keep going to do these China trips? I I, I kind of think it is, but I, I'm a little I'm not totally sold on these being the most useful uh, uses of PSG's time. Yeah, well, first I'll just say you know you look at the videos of the fans. So us fans in the U.S. need to step up our game. These these guys out there are like throwing things, trying to get autographs. I mean, they are PSG crazed over there. The ones who are PSG fans, they love Neymar, they love Mbappe, they love everyone. And so just seeing the videos that the the club was posting on their YouTube page, you know, the fans were just going crazy. So if they do make a return trip to to America next summer, we definitely need to show up. Um, Which is in the cards, by the way. Yeah, I don't... You know, they opened up the office here in, in New York well, no, City. I mean, it's in the cards in that they're gonna there's a possibility they're gonna hold the trophy de champion in the United States. Ooh, I like that. I like so, it. At that point it kind of forces PSG to do a US tour. Yeah, because you know they're gonna be in it. Um yeah, so hopefully they'll be back and that I mean, uh, a real match with a trophy on the line, that'd be amazing. Uh di- speaking of trophies, didn't they win some kind of trophy? I saw like Kevin Trapp kind of like holding this rinky dink trophy and forcing a smile. Apparently, for winning that game against Sydney FC, they got a trophy. Yeah. Um, well, hey, I tweeted this uh, back at you. I was like, after last season, I won every trophy. I don't care what it is. Let's just win it. So I guess from that point of view, we won something. It's important. Um, we went to China. Clearly, the fans love PSG there. They're just at the hotels trying to get autographs. They love it. So um, just for my own just selfishness, I kind of want them to be in America. I think they really want to make a big push in america i think that's probably where they need to be um but you know i can share psg they don't need to come here every summer but uh, what do you think was success for you i i think these china trips are fine i just i look at it and go you're picking between one of two markets they went to the united states for a bunch of years so i understand going to china for a couple of years it's just it's a it's not i don't think these trips are great for the uh, just for the actual preparation of the season. I get why they're necessary because the revenue is just crazy. It's just ridiculous revenue to go to all these places and they're getting paid a bunch of money to be there. Yeah. I get it. It's just 
I think that as we go on here, you don't want to just keep going to one place. You want to have an alternating, you want to alternate where you go. So, you know, go to China, go to the United States, go to go wherever. You don't want to just kind of try to focus and oversaturate one market, even though China is really a, it, it's been a burgeoning market for 20 years, but I think for PSG, they really are starting to grow that brand over there. But you're going, you know, ten, you're you're dro- you're flying all the way over there. You're playing in 110 degree heat in the humidity of China, which is again, it's a very hot, humid place in the summer. It's not a fun place to play games in. And you're there for a week and a half. Then you got to come back, and then you got to start the season. So maybe the United States is the next place to go again. Maybe I think now, especially since the last time they went, it, the, the main draw was Laton. And I don't know if Laton was enough of a draw. I think if they go over there with Mbappe, especially if they come back here with Mbappe, especially, I think that'll be a big deal. If Neymar's still around, that'll be a big deal. I think it'll make more of an imprint than it did the last time they came. And just for the record, every time Killian touches the ball in those friendlies, like the crowd is just like the crowd gets up and like gets loud for him. And you can just tell right now that he's a star. Like he's yeah. he's getting that Ronaldo Messi kind of pop. Yes. Where they touch the ball and the crowd reacts. It's like, a good market to test how famous someone is. Uh, you know, like you're saying, Mbappe touched the ball and everyone went crazy. So that's kind of the validation that he has officially arrived if you didn't know already um i also am starting to think this china tour was um kind of a scouting to just go around to all the the rich chinese uh clubs to see who will take hesse see if anyone will just get him off the books at psg he tries (laughs) he tries like i can't like be mad at him he tries he just isn't good I'm I'm on the uh, PSG site right now looking at their squad and he's like the last player listed all the way at the bottom and he's wearing like a sh- a jersey from like 3 years ago or whenever he first arrived like the, he they don't even give him like a new sh- shirt. Yeah, so he disrespectful. Tries. He tries. <laughs> all right, that's enough Hesse talk for this episode. Let's uh get into our last quick topic here, the Trophy des Champions. We're finally going to be up for a semi-real trophy against Stade Rene. Um as you know, they beat us. What was that in the Coupe de France last year? They yes. they upset us. Um I'm still salty about it. I want this I'm match penalty to be- so it kind of doesn't count, but Yeah. But I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't like them. I didn't like losing that trophy. I didn't like the reaction on Twitter from everyone bashing PSG about it. So I hope we stomp them eight nil. Uh, what do you think about this? What match? you don't, you don't like to see Rich Allen happy? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't, don't like, like I don't happy. like it at all. I mean, he was a guest on the show one time. I, I can't believe he even did that. But um, so yeah, he yeah, um, Red are not as good as they were last year. Um, they got rid of a bunch of guys. Um, it, PSG should win this fairly easily. I, I don't see the danger coming from them right now. They got rid of. Uh, I think they got rid of. Did they get rid of Ismail Asar yet? I don't think so. I, I think it it was him or the guy from Nice that uh, Newcastle was looking at, and they went with the guy at Nice, the winger, the right wing. Um, he's got like three names. I forget his name, but uh, Alan Alan Maximum. That's it. Yeah. So I think Sar is still. Pretty sure he's still at Ren, so he'll be there. He's he's quality. He's a decent player. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think they've gotten rid of they've gotten rid of some of their key players, though. I do know that. Again, I don't have all data to look at the Ren roster, but um, PSG will have a mostly healthy team. Verratti will play, Mbappe will play, Herrera um, will play. I think you'll see probably Silver, Marquinhos play. Um, so I, I'm I'm pretty confident that they're gonna win this. Ren have just come over to China. They got to acclimate to it. PSG are gonna be looking to destroy them for for payback, and I think they'll get payback. I'm thinking four yeah. five one in this game. I don't think PSG are gonna show mercy. Yeah, and I just looked it up. Sar is still with Ren. I don't know if he's gonna play in this game, but uh, Watford is the club in the Premier League who's interested in him. Yeah. Um, I think you're right. I think the biggest thing is that PSG is already in China and Ren just got there. So 
they're comfortable. They know what they're doing. They've adjusted to the time difference. Um, I think I think this is another a trophy in the cabinet for PSG. Um, you mentioned a lot of the, the star players you think are going to start. Do you think any of the youngsters will get a chance in this game to start, or you think he's going to go, let's try to win this one in the first 45, and then we'll play around in the second half? I think it's going to be Cavani, Mbappe, and Di Maria. Okay. I, I think that's what they're going to do, and they're going to play Verratti, Herrera, and Sarabia. Maybe Sarabia in place of, of Di Maria. Okay. That might be a change. Um, they have Munier playing, probably. They'll have Bernat playing. I could see Diallo maybe in this game. Maybe, but I think Silva or Marquinhos will play. I think they, they right. those guys... They haven't. They they're coming back. They're not injured. They they're gonna maybe not play the full game, but they'll play. Um, Draxler is suspended for this game, so is Neymar. He, they neither of them can play for uh, because they have suspensions from league on. So when Neymar now, I'm telling you right now, Neymar is not going to be in the starting lineup. And what you're going to have is you're going to have Bleacher Report <laughs> type out a tweet going. Neymar is not in the starting 11 for the Trophy de Champion, and then they're going to have the googly eyes next to it. Oh, God. Some sort of big story, and then somebody will pick that up, and they'll forget that they were suspended, and or they just will uh, forget to remember. So just be ready for that, everybody, because that's coming. Just for the record, side note, I reached out to someone at Bleach Report who will go nameless, and I and I said, hey, you know, with PSG stuff, I'm more than happy to write something. Anyone on my team is is happy to write something. Um, and I, I sent him some pitches that are stuff that have been on our site, you know, favorite kits in history, that sort of thing. Um, and and it basically he said that some of them are just too niche. Some of these topics are too niche. Things that are PSG-specific that are actually substantive are too niche. So that is why you see tweets of googly eyes, Neymar isn't in the starting lineup when, obviously, he's suspended. That's why. that They they appeal to the lowest common fan out there and try to get cheap clicks. Yeah, okay, side note over. Side note over. <laughs> All right, I think it's time for a, a little bit more main event talk. We've been talking for a while about the, the first five. Let's get into... Um, a little bit of a season preview here. So Paris Saint-Germain going into what I believe is now their 49th official season. Mm-hmm. The 50th season is next year, if I my memory serves. Is that so the what is that the silver anniversary? What is 50? Silver. Okay. No, 50 is gold. Well, it depending in marriage, it's in marriage it would be the golden anniversary. Silver is 25, gold is 50 in, in marriage, but I'm not sure the same rules apply. But anywho, um, PSG will look to win their ninth league on trophy, which would put them tied for second all time. Yes. Is that with uh, Marseille? No, Marseille. Yeah, it depends how you count Marseille's. Um, <laughs> PSG will also be going for their first Champions League trophy. Um and we don't know their group yet, so a lot is still unknown. Uh, we don't know if Neymar is going to be there. He, even if he is, he'll be suspended for the first three games of the Champions League, if you remember back to his uh, Instagram hissy fit that he yes. threw. Um, uh, Ed. Yes. I don't. I, it's kind of cliche to ask, what are your expectations? Because that's what we always ask. So... I think what I'm going to ask here and how we should start this is going, what is PSG's, I mean, how, how to start it, but do you think that this team is ready to make, take that actual leap? Because we've had a team the last two, three years that we thought were contenders, but ended up not being anywhere close to that. And... Here we are again, thinking that this team is going to be contenders, I think. But are we at a point now where we can actually really say they're contenders until they show us that they're contenders? Or do we say they're contenders until they prove again that they're not? I, I wonder what the psychology going into the season is, if that makes sense. I yeah. think I finally made that make sense. <laughs> I, th- I think that if you're... Tuchel, what you need to do is they open up the season against Nimes, then they play Ren again, Toulouse, Metz, 
Strasbourg, and then they uh, they they travel to Leon. Leon. That's a good run of games, and I think they need to take every single one of them seriously, and they need to come out of the blocks just hitting teams, scoring goals, playing great. The team well, needs they did a, last year. Yeah, but I think they need to get off to a fast start, and they need to sustain it. I don't care if they're playing Leon. I don't care if they're playing Angers. I think that they need to keep up the intensity. Mel on our team wrote a great article about you need to be playing against yourself, essentially. Who cares about Farmers League and maybe the competition isn't as great? You need to play up to a certain level and an expectation. And I think with new sporting director Leonardo coming in, you know, there were reports that he kind of dressed down Neymar and basically said, you know, you need to get your crap together. Um, I, I think that this season is a different mentality. The way last season ended is going to leave a real bitter taste in everyone's mouth. And they're going to want to get that out. They want to get back to winning. And they need to play against themselves, essentially. They need to set a standard. And everyone needs to play up to that standard from the training pitch to a match against Tulu. I don't care who you're playing. You need to play up to a certain level. And if you're not wanting to do that, Neymar, then you can leave. You can sit on the bench or whatever it is you need to do. But th- this is a new PSG. There's no more playing around. People will show up on time. People will train hard. And and it's going to carry over into the matches. And it's going to be through league on matches and into the Champions League. So... That's my expectation. That's kind of what I hope to see from the get-go. Well, boy, I sure hope so. <laughs> I mean, at, at the very least, you can ask them to give effort. And I get, I don't, I am not one of those people that believes that effort is PSG's problem. I think at this level, these guys are giving effort. Now, whether you show up on time or not is a diff, is to me is different than giving effort. That's that's an engagement thing, in the sense that when you're when you're on the field and you're playing in that in that match, it's not an effort thing because these are professionals. They've been playing this game their whole lives. And it's not like everyone is playing intense every single minute of every single match. You watch Real Madrid or Barcelona in La Liga, they'll let their guard down all the time. And they'll be in matches where they're trailing 1-0 or 2-1. Maybe they have to come back and pull out a draw or something. So it's not, to, it's never to me about effort. It's about concentration. And yes. it's about keeping that concentration throughout a season. And it's a long season and it's a painful season. And at times it's a boring season. And you have to be able to give yourself the ability to and I know people don't like when I say this, but the ability to turn it on and off. And there are going to be games against Angers in the middle of middle of March, where they're not going to be as intense. Just you can't bring yourself to that level every single night. It's really hard, especially when you're in your late twenties, your early thirties. It's just not going to happen. But what you can do is you can concentrate. And you can have some sort of game plan and you can put yourself in position and play smart and not allow yourself to be beaten or let yourself let yourself beat yourself. And I go back to the Manchester United match. PSG lost that game. Manchester United did not beat them in the traditional sense. PSG lacked concentration. They didn't lack effort. They lacked concentration. And when you're playing that kind of game and that high stakes and everything matters and every second matters and every pass matters, you can't, like, turn it off. You can't make mistakes. You can't make positioning mistakes. You can't make mistakes in passing. You can't pass to the wrong guy. You have to know who you're passing to. You have to be confident in it. You have to be confident in your saves and you have to be confident in your defending. And let's be honest, the reason PSG lost that game in the in the microcosm, in the absolute microcosm, was because PSG overcommitted their defense to one side. United made a pass from left to right, got a guy wide open because all of their defense committed one way and they didn't stay with their man. And they all had to react back 
And Kimpembe had to jump to try to block the ball, and he turned his body and it hit him in the arm. Like, PSG would have been in the quarterfinals if that didn't happen, even for as bad as they were playing in that game. And again, to what I'm saying here, I've been saying this for years and years now, is PSG lose these things in the moments. They don't lose them in the big, to me, you, you can make an argument that they're maybe not the best run organization in the world. And I'll, I'll give you something on that. I'll give you I'll give you that maybe some of their guys are not as committed as you'd like. It, 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 it's it's a it's an argument you can make, and I'm not going to fight you too hard on it. Mm-hmm. But in the end, when you're in the match, you have to perform. And you have to perform for the full 95 minutes or however long it is. And I think what we've learned to sort of answer my own question after I have set it up for the last five minutes is that PSG are not contenders until they show that they are. I think we've given this team enough of the benefit of the doubt over the years. I don't think they're a favorite to win the Champions League. I don't think they're a top five team to win the Champions League. They're barely a top eight. Show me that they can do that. And that, I think, is what they have to go into this saying. We're not the favorites. We're not a team that should win this. Yet, you have to earn that. And you earn that through the season. And at some point during the year, you'll see this team get to that point. And last year, we almost got there. Like, there was that game at Old Trafford. And we were like, oh, wow, this team has turned the corner. Mm-hmm. They're already. They're definitely going to win it now. Or they're going to get damn close. It's their year. And then they blow it. Until they show you quarter, until they show you semifinal. Until they're there. I'm not going to believe it because they have to prove that. And that's what they should be looking to do. They should be looking every night to show, hey, we're not going to win every match. We're not going to win every match 5-0. We're not going to beat Angers 8-0. We're going to go out and we're going to put out professional efforts every night. We're going to show concentration. We're going to force the other team to beat us. We're not going to beat ourselves. And then when it comes to the big matches, we're going to show up. We're going to play 100%. We're going to have game plans. We're not going to get frazzled. We're not going to run and hide. And at some point, we'll have to make the play to win the game. And if they do that, we'll start earning faith in them. If not, we're back where we were. Yeah, they got to come into the season angry. This is a very uh, American sports thing to do. But Tuchel should hold up banners that has, you know, the score of the Barcelona match and the, and you know, in the, in the game against Manchester United, just to remind them this is our most recent history. This should piss you off. You should be upset for the fans, for yourselves. Everyone's laughing at, and use that as motivation for this season. They should come in pissed off, ready to prove something. Cause like you said, no one is going to consider them a top five contender until they prove it. So that they just need to come in as with the mentality as an underdog. So if that's kind of the overall theme of this season, I think that will do them a lot of good. So we'll see if Tuchel can uh, motivate yeah. them. Um, so that's kind of our mini season preview. Well, if you want to well, hear, yeah, well, oh, like, I want to just add a couple more things. To yeah. That. It's like, this is what makes the Neymar thing so frustrating is that if you're a competitor of any kind worth your salt, you see the last two years and you want to correct some of that. And that's what you would think. Like, you know, Michael Jordan, you know, when Michael Jordan lost in 95, when he came back, you know, Michael Jordan didn't demand a trade to go to the, you know, to go to the Lakers. Like, yeah, but I mean that's you old school. See, that's see, yeah, but I understand. You know, like I understand what like a Kawhi Leonard did. Like Kawhi Leonard won them the damn championship. He has nothing to prove. At that point, you make a decision for yourself and your family. And I get all that. But this is a dude that came here to you know, and I'm not trying to to, to make this about him, but it's like you came here to win the Champions League. You had bad injury luck. Your team's been beaten two times here in, in kind of embarrassing kind of fashion. People are laughing at you. Get angry and come out and ball rather than just saying, hey, I want to go back with Messi where it's easier and I don't have to work as hard like that. You know, and where my buddies can all, you know, where I can all hang out with my buddies and go play poker all night. You don't want to pull a Kevin Durant. 
No, it's just it's it is. It's it's just it's not what a competitor does. It's just weird. It almost makes me kind of think that the whole thing's getting pushed by his entourage even more than him because it's like what kind of competitor does that? Like what kind of person worth their salt? But anywho, I just want to ask you, what do you think like just player wise? Like I guess I'll ask it this way. PSG win the Champions League if. They win the Champions League if, if. A, if Neymar can stay healthy and he obviously remains with the team. If if he doesn't get injured, I think we, we beat Manchester United last season. I think he has the, the quality and, and the experience to not let that happen. I think we win if he's happy, engaged, and healthy. Well, let's let's theoretically say he leaves. PSG win the Champions League if. Hmm. I think they let's, win. Let's play. The let's play that the argument. What happens if? Yeah, I think PSG win the Champions League. This might surprise you if Idrissa Gay can come in and lock down the defensive midfield. I don't think we need Mbappe plays at a world class level already. Our defense is pretty good. What we lacked is someone in front of that defense that would kind of shut down the other team's attack and not let them just freely overrun our defenders. So if if our new number six can come in and be a poor man's Conte, um, I think we got a real chance. That That is a key player that we have been missing, and it's shown on the field. And all expectations are is for him to fill that role. And if he can do it, I think we can definitely win the Champions League. Absolutely. Uh, and I, I agree to a certain extent. I would say PSU in the Champions League, if they figure out how to play with or without Neymar. And it can't if he, if Neymar plays, it can't be Neymar centric. It has to be it has to be something like a team performance. You have to you have to it has to be something like what they did against United at Old Trafford. And they have to just, again, defend under pressure. It's simple. It's what all the Champions League teams do. It's what PSG doesn't do. Defend under pressure. It's easy to defend in the 60th minute. It's not as easy to defend in the 91st. And, defend and was, the whole yeah. game at, at, a, at, a, at, a, at a level that you can sustain. If they can do that, they should be able to score enough goals. But again, until they show that, I, I don't, you know, you can't give them benefit of the doubt. Now, Ed, I heard they have some questions for us. Yes, we do. So these were questions we put out on our Twitter account at PSG Talk, and we had a few come in. So let's just jump into our first one here. This is going to be from Rodrigo Orvanianos. Pardon my Spanish there. He is at Rod underscore Orvanianos. How do we get Kylian Mbappe to stay several more years? Um, he's under contract. Do you know when he's under contract for how much longer? Uh, I'm thinking 22. I think he's pretty much aligned with Neymar's contract. Either 22 okay. or 23. I think it's 22, though. There were some rumors that he was kind of pining for an extension, but I don't. We didn't have that, obviously. So, what what can the club do to keep them or keep uh, Mbappe at the club? Surround him with great players and win. Okay. I mean, what else can you do? Like. And it's and it's this weird thing of like and I, and I almost find this offensive where it's like oh Neymar's gonna go to Re- sorry uh, Freudian slip uh, yeah. <laughs> Killian's gonna go to Real Madrid it's just a matter of time whenever Real Madrid wants him he, they can go get him like yeah. no that's not how this works so I, I I think that they PSG have to show that they have a team that's capable of winning Champions Leagues and winning multiple Champions Leagues and they have to do it probably within the next two years to show Kylian Mbappe that he's on a squad that's going to give him that ability yeah. and give him the ability to win the Ballon d'Or. Like they have to do those things. And that's just, you'd say that with anybody. Yeah. They like, owe it to him to, to give him that opportunity for sure. And yeah. I looked it up. He's under contract till 2022. Yeah. It, it really is that it's not complicated. Like they just have, they have to win and he's got to be a major part of that. And he's got to win awards. He's got to win trophies and they have to put him in a situation where he is willing to not go somewhere else for a while, maybe sign that extension and get, you know, get get him till like 2024, 25 or something. And again, he's only 20. So if he stays for another five years, he's still got a 
bunch of years in his prime where he could go somewhere else. But I do think the key is, again, it's simple, win games and give him a chance to win trophies. PSG has run out of their – you can't have any more debacles in the Champions League. They've, Mbappe cannot be associated with that. He's too much – he's too big of a brand. It can't happen. If that happens again, he's gone. But you're right. More better players, more success. If they can set him up for winning you know, the Ballon d'Or, then I think he stays. He's, he's from Paris. I think this is where he wants to be, kind of like Messi has been with uh, Barcelona for so long. I think Mbappe wants the same. But uh, it's got to be the right uh, situation for him. So we'll see if uh, PSG can do that for him. Our next question comes from, there wasn't a name, um, but the account is at FunkyRaccoon34. And they want to know, how far do we have to go in the Champions League in order for this season to be considered a, a success? Semifinals. Yeah, semifinals. That we won't. It, it, it's en- enough quarter, you know, it, it, it really is. It's enough, um, it's enough, Excuse making. They got to do something. They, yeah. they they have to do something. You can't keep doing this every year and then resetting the clock. It's like at some point it does take a toll. I mean, Tottenham got to the final. You know, Ajax last year. I mean, hell, Monaco. These other teams can do it. PSG. It's been long enough. It's got to be semifinals or bust. Uh, next question is from Abdul. That he's at at underscore ab. ABDU1 underscore, and he wants to know which youth player do we expect to make the biggest leap this upcoming year? Um, ooh, uh, I think about that for a second. You have a name yeah. off the top of your head? Yeah, I was going to go Colin Dagba. I think he plays in a position that uh, is needed. Um, Mounier, he might be a player that is on his way out. Um, so I think Colin Dagba showed a lot of promise. He's one of the, the last of the youth players that's still around that hasn't been sold. We saw like in Cuckoo and a couple others have been shipped off. So I think they see something in him and I, I expect him to get some good playing time this season. And I think you're going to see him take that next step up. He's a great player. Yeah, I, I would agree. I, I think he's up there. And um, I mean, this is kind of technically cheating because he is technically uh, was still a youth player. Yeah. But um, Presnell at some point is going to have to make that next step. Yeah, you know, I love him. Right now, he, he's got to make that next step or he's not going to be on the roster next year. <sighs> They're going to find a place to send him. So I think he needs a big year. If we're talking just pure sort of under-21 academy type players, um, Zag- Arthur Z- yeah, Zagre is going to get games. I don't know how many, but he's going to get games. I don't think he'll have a Diaby kind of role, but he's going to look good. Um Adil Ayoshish will mm-hmm. get some games, maybe not a lot, but he'll get games. And they, they're going to need – I don't think they're going to need to rely as much as they did last year on those guys because they do have a full roster now as opposed to last year when they had like half a one. So I'm thinking, you know, Dag was the clear one here. I wouldn't even argue with that. I think he's pretty much the clear one. But I think Zagre will have some moments, and uh, Loikumbe So will play some games. And there you go. At the end of the year as well. Yeah, I love Presnel Kimpembe. He's probably top three favorite players on the team, and he's been working out like a beast. I think he's going to make a, a comeback. I think that World Cup took a toll on him. Uh, I think he's going to be prepared. So, last question here. This is perhaps our most important question. It comes from our friend Carl Oscar Kalstrom. He is at at C-O-K-L-L-S-T-R-M. He wants to know, what is your favorite fast food chain? He must be thinking about the next uh, next season sponsorship with League of the Uber Eats. So what's your favorite fast food chain? Um, I don't really eat fast food. The fast food I'll eat is either Subway or Chick-fil-A, but I, yeah. that's very rare. I don't Do you know that it's, there's like more Subways than McDonald's? I think I read that in like Starbucks. Someone will correct me if that's wrong, but there's a there's a crap ton of subways. Um, living in the South, I I would be kicked out if I didn't say Chick Fil A. That is my favorite. I don't know. Do they have Chick Fil A in France? I don't think they do. No, they don't. They have McDonald's. That's not, that's not a thing. <laughs> Maybe I'll open Although up a franchise say, in, in Paris. I'm in Canada. Tim Hortons is. Ooh. Okay. Tim Hortons is key. Nice. Good. Okay. 
that's all the questions that we've got. That's the show. Uh, we want to thank you for being the best part about PSG Talk, our listeners. Um, lots of changes here. We've mentioned a few. We've got some more coming up. Um, please follow us at PSG Talk. Follow Mark at Mark Damon one uh, you want to plug that video we took at the Parc des Princes? Yeah, yeah. Go over to our YouTube channel. It's youtube.com backslash PSG Talk. And we had um, Anthony Allum, who is a, a good friend of Guillaume. He lives in Paris. He's a film student. And he went on a tour of the new PSG experience, which if you haven't seen any clips or read about it, it's phenomenal. You can see trophies you can read all about the history they've got interactive videos there's like this vr thing that makes it so you're like flying over the park to prawns so it's amazing watch the video it's 10 minutes long but you'll see everything in this tour so when you go to paris and you want to go to a match you can go on a stadium tour now um but like i said we've got a lot of things that we mentioned a lot of things we haven't mentioned that are coming up big things for psg talking we just want to thank everyone out there for listening for reading for interacting with us um but yeah please follow the site on social media follow mark follow all of our contributors everyone is great um and us psg fans we need to stick together this season yep <laughs> all right mark do your famous uh sign off all right um good night canada and au revoir for now